Happy Sunday, everyone. My name is Nav, and welcome to the second episode of Nirvana with Nav. Last time, I introduced you to the traditional origins of what the Buddha described as Nirvana. The experience of cooling those flames that arise from our afflictions. In this session, I want to share with you what Nirvana means to me. The hot coals in my life that I have to turn into cool ashes. And expand on that idea of being unconscious and not necessarily understanding or knowing all the things that we allow ourselves to say yes or no to. So take a nice deep breath. Create a sense of calm comfort in that space between your ears. And let's begin. One of the biggest misconceptions about Buddhism is that nirvana is something in the distant future. Typically, the state that we enter after death or some place like heaven. The confusing reality of nirvana is that it transcends that notion of life or death itself because it can only be accessed in the here and now, in this moment. For me, navigating that confusing reality of nirvana is silencing the mental resistance in my mind and transforming it into this idea of loving awareness. You know, depending on who we are, that mental resistance comes in many different forms. For me, it's, it's compounded by working a highly analytical job behind a computer screen as I open Excel workbooks, analyze data, or prepare financial reports. It's also further exasperated by the fact that I'm an only child. <laughs> and without sounding too crazy, there are definitely voices in my head. Some of those voices support and uplift me. You know, others keep me humble and down to earth. But we always have those voices that leave us with lingering thoughts, that introduce gray clouds into our otherwise bright and blue skies. You know, and if we don't let those clouds transform into rain to sow the seeds of our growth, then all we're really left with is gray skies that, that lead us to experience a life that loses its beauty, that loses its color. So to me, Nirvana has become that feeling when all of the voices in my head just shut up. When I can experience perfect silence. There's a distinction between something being quiet and something being silent. To me, perfect silence comes from within. We can't always control how loud something is externally but we can choose to be silent as a response instead of just reacting. I define myself as a, a, a syncretist. As I've mentioned before, my passion and pursuit for knowledge makes me want to take the best of each discipline, philosophy, ideology, and try to understand what can be implemented into my life and what can be adapted for modern times. And if it can bring value to my life, then I'm open to embodying it. And in such a crazy year where we've probably all overthinked our existence into complete misery, I think that there's an immense spiritual benefit 
to just sit, shut up, and enjoy the moment that you're currently enjoying. There's this quote, I think it's from Albert Einstein, although I think I heard it from Elon Musk. It's, um, I'd rather be an optimist and a fool than a pessimist and right. And for me, when I approach my day, I like to just remind myself of that. You know, maybe in this current present moment, everything is okay. Instead of thinking about what might be coming a minute down the road, an hour down the road, tomorrow, next week, next month, next year, or what's already happened in the previous minute, the previous hour, yesterday, last week, last month, just focusing on this right now. And when you do that, you, you, you give yourself some space. And that space is what I consider nirvana. It's not something that lasts a very long time. Hell, I'm lucky if, if it lasts for a minute, let alone just a few breaths. You know, it takes a lot of work to get to that little moment. But we've experienced nirvana in different facets of our life. If you're an athlete, you've been in the zone, you've hit a flow state. If you've gone for a run and you start pushing yourself, that runner's high. You know, we use the word like zen or meditation, flow, the zone, but all these ideas come from the same root. And that root is mindfulness, the ability to be mindful to observe before we react, to give ourselves the space to say no to our suffering and give ourselves the room to push deeper into the present moment. You know, whether it's in an athletic performance or during a runner's high, that present moment is you overcoming your doubts, your insecurities, your fears, your what ifs, and it helps you achieve that flow state, that state where time slows down, where you're able to be in control of the one and only thing that you could ever control, and that is yourself. And by regaining that sense of control over yourself, you begin to experience loving awareness. The compassion to understand that regardless of all the resistance in your daily life, that everything in this present moment is okay. There's nothing good or bad in this moment, but that it simply is this. So as we finish this session, I want you to understand that Nirvana isn't something big. It's not something we have to chase. It takes work to experience it, and it's constant practice, but it can be touched daily. It might be for only a moment or a few moments, but there's this Buddhist idea of carrying thorns in your shoes. You know, it becomes very uncomfortable to walk, you know, if we have rocks in our shoes, thorns in our shoes. But as you remove a thorn, from your foot or a rock out of your shoe. You experience nirvana. You're letting go of one more thing 
that's holding you back in the present moment. And the more thorns you remove from your foot or the more rocks you remove from your shoe, the easier it becomes to experience nirvana. And as I shared before, my vision is to help you experience that feeling more clearly with greater depth and less resistance in your everyday life. So before our next session, take a moment and ask yourself, what's causing me resistance? And you'll be surprised to know that if the feeling isn't physical, as in you can't physically point to it, it's most likely mental. And if it's mental, then it's something that we have control over. We might not exactly know what control looks like or feels like in that moment, but over time you will. But in that moment of observing, the last thing you want to do is begin to worry because it makes no sense to inflict harm on ourselves when the world's already hard enough. So until next time, be kind to yourself and be kind to others. <laughs> or as my Buddhist teacher would say, <laughs> spread kindfulness and not COVID. Happy Sunday, everyone.